baby, why don't you just meet me in the middle? I'll have the song Jesse by Joshua Cadison stuck in my head. Okay, so a bus just went by and on the side, it's for Real Presence Radio, which is kind of a, a Catholic radio station. And there's a big monstrance with Jesus, image of Jesus in the Eucharist on it. It's kind of awesome. Whenever it drives by, I'm like, huh, there's a picture of Jesus on the side of that bus. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. There is this really important element when it comes to a person's faith life, and it is called faith. <laughs> in fact, duh, right? But when it comes to your faith, one's faith life, like what is faith? Um, in fact, not just what is faith, because that's kind of a big question. I was reflecting recently on something that my old pal C.S. Lewis had once written when it came to the, the virtue of faith. And he asked the question, he said, before I was a Christian, I heard Christians talk about faith as if it was a virtue. And he said, that made no sense to me because if something is true, that will, here's the thing, the only reason to believe anything is because it's true. That's the flat out statement. That's one of the things we always tell our, our RCIA people, you know, people who are coming into the church, they're either getting baptized or they're, they're maybe baptized in a different denomination, they're becoming Catholic. What we're pursuing right now, we're pursuing truth. The only reason to believe anything is because it's true. So C.S. Lewis, also saying the same thing, he said, Okay, so if you've come to, if you're a Christian, you've come to the conclusion that it is true that Jesus Christ is truly fully God and fully man. If he established his church on the earth, if that's true, then why would believing that be a virtue? Why would having faith be a virtue? Because he says it's not virtuous to believe that two plus two is four. Um, it's just you. You're not. You're not more. Uh, you don't have a greater sense of character. You don't have more nobility. You're not more moral if you simply believe that two plus two is four. And so he said, so why is it a virtue? And I think that's a great question. He said, then said, when I became a Christian, then I found out why. Part of that reason why is because faith isn't just believing something. Faith isn't just um, intellectual assent of saying like, oh no, I recognize that this statement is true. Faith in Romans chapter one also is something called obedience. See, actually, St. Paul writes, he writes about the obedience of faith. That it's not merely an act of the intellect, it's also an act of the will. That's where the virtue part comes in. And C.S. Lewis looks at this and said, oh, I now I can see why. Because I'm not often tempted to not live like two plus two is four. That's an intellectually, I can assent that intellectually. And there's really nothing that I come across in the course of my day that would make it easier for me to not live as if two plus two is four. But he said, but the, the truths of the faith, the truths of Jesus Christ being fully God and fully man, the truths of everything that that entails and everything that that, that means, says sometimes if the reality is there are times when it would be more convenient for me to not believe that that's true. Some, there are sometimes it wouldn't be more convenient for me to not live as if that were true. And he said, that's when the virtue of faith I realize is not just intellectually assenting to something, but is submitting my heart, or surrendering my heart to this truth, surrendering my, my choices to this truth, surrendering my actions, how I live. That's what we call like faith is when I surrender my life or I submit my intellect and my will to the will of God. Again, that's faith, right? Faith is when I submit my intellect and my will to what I know to be true, that God has revealed in Jesus Christ and through the scriptures and through the church. Does that make sense? So, of course, that makes a ton of sense why faith is actually a virtue, why it's actually a noble thing and it shows a depth of character when we live what we believe. 
it is one thing, every one of us, know. we know this, right? We know that it's one thing to believe something is true and, and another thing to live it. Even Jesus says something along those lines. Well, I'll, I'll apply them to our, our, our intents and purposes now where he says, um, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, right? We could even say the intellect apprehends and grasps the truth, but the flesh sometimes fails to live up to that truth. And in those moments, we need the supernatural gift of faith as well as the virtue of faith. Because in those moments, we realize that it would be more convenient for me, it would be easier for me to live right now in this moment as if this wasn't true. And yet, it still is true. I will sometimes talk to people uh, and they'll say, like, I just, I really struggle with this, this or that teaching of the church or this or that teaching of Christ. And almost always, the teaching is, the teaching pertains more to the moral life than it does to simply doctrine and dogma. For example, uh, the, the, the doctrine of the Incarnation, that Jesus Christ is fully God and fully man, is not necessarily, although some people struggle with it, it's not necessarily one that you know, believers will say, I'm just really trying to wrestle with this. But say, you know, a teaching of the church regarding um, contraception or teaching of the church regarding some other kind of area. I say contraception because it's one of those pe places where people are saying, I just, I just can't accept this. And I realize, wait a second. You're accepting this massively mysterious doctrine of the Trinity, that God is three persons and one being and one divine nature, right? Uh, or that Jesus Christ is fully God and fully man in one divine person. Like, okay, that's so interesting. Without batting an eye, kind of like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But here's another teaching that's very small in light of the great mysteries of the faith. And I'm struggling with this, not because I'm struggling to intellectually assent to it, but because I'm struggling to live it. That's why, again, St. Paul says in Romans 1 that we've been called to this obedience of faith. But here's the one thing, is that it can be any particular teaching, but it also can be a time in one's life. It could be like, actually, in this season of my life, I am really struggling to live out what I once knew was true. And this is one of the things we say over and over again. And that thing is, never doubt in the dark what you knew was true in the light. Never, never doubt in the darkness what you knew was true in the light. And there are so many times that God graces us with that supernatural gift of faith. He, gifts, he graces us with this consolation where we realize, oh my gosh, Lord, this is true. And we actually have the, not only the clarity to see that, we also have the, the, the disposition to say yes to it with, with our, our choices. But then the Lord also allows us to enter into times of darkness. And in those times of darkness, that's when our faith actually gets tested, meaning our obedience gets tested. That's, that's when, I, when our trust, because ultimately what it comes down to is going to be trust, right? It's not just simply a list of propositions that I say, mm, that's true, that's true, that's true. What it comes down to is the Lord has revealed himself to us and we say, I trust you. So if there's anything when it comes to faith, we'd say not just a list of propositions, but what God, how God has revealed himself to us and he's revealed his will to us. He's revealed his commandments to us. And we say, okay, God, you, I trust you. That's why faith is a personal thing because it's between us and the Lord. It's an I trust you thing, not just I believe this. You know, it's, it's, it's my, a friend of mine, his name's Nick, and Nick once pointed out, he said, every time we stand up and we say the creed, sometimes we think that, oh, this is, these are a list of things I believe. And that's not inaccurate. That's not untrue. But he says, I like to think about it in terms of I'm describing the God in, who I trust, in whom I trust. And I thought, that's a really great way to think of it, that I'm describing the God in whom I trust. So, Faith is a virtue. It's a gift, obviously, but it's also a virtue. I can only exercise that virtue when I'm wrestling in the dark 
with what I knew was true in the light. So don't be afraid of that wrestling match. Don't be afraid of the darkness. Don't be afraid of the fact that like, oh, now, now I really have to exercise this faith. Now I really have to, to use this faith. What I really have to do right now is trust in the Lord. Now here's the last thing. A number of times I've had students come to me and say, you know, if I'm wrestling with faith, I told my, my parents or my grandparents, I remember a number of students had mentioned that they had spoken with their grandmothers and their grandmother said, you know, it had all these questions about, about belief and about faith. And their grandmother's answers were kind of the same. And the answers were, just, just believe, just, just believe. And, and they thought that their grandmothers meant uh, just blindly obey, just blindly trust, just blindly believe. Now, or don't ask questions. Now, that might have been what those grandmas meant, but here I'm gonna give those grandmas a benefit of the doubt. And I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna suggest that maybe they meant something else. Maybe them saying, just believe, is because they've wrestled with those questions enough in their, their long lives that those questions are no longer objections. That those questions are like, yep, I already went through all those things. I already went through all those objections, all, all those potential obstacles, and I worked through them and I realized that I can still trust the Lord. So maybe them saying, just believe, wasn't saying, don't ask those questions, but they're at a place in their lives where they've realized, yep, I asked all those questions, that's good. And I realized at the end of the day, I get to just trust God. And that's the second part, which is, Maybe when they're saying, just believe, what they're saying is, listen, there is a God who is good and you can just trust him. There's a God who loves you and you can trust him. That, that yes, you might have questions, that happens, but just trust him. That kind of sense of, of you know, if you've ever been, had seen that kid or been that kid on the, on the top step and your dad's saying, just jump to me or in the pool, just jump to me. And like, I'm too scared. Like, just trust me. I'm going to catch you. In so many ways, that is faith. That's maybe what grandmas were saying, which is not just a blind leap, but it's a yes to the one who has his arms outstretched to you. is looking you right in the eyes saying, I know you, I love you, I'm going to catch you. So come here, just take that step, I will catch you. And when we do that, what we're saying is, you, Father, you, Son, you, Holy Spirit, you, God Almighty, I trust you, and that's faith. In the light, in the darkness, we know the one in whom we trust. We know the one in whom we believe, and we take that step. But that's what I think, and I, I appreciate C.S. Lewis. He's my guy. He's, he's my dude. <laughs> Rumble is here to Essential Presents. My name is Father Mike. God bless.